divine encounter. Amen. Exodus chapter 19. Tell your neighbor, kings and priests. Hallelujah. Or better still, a kingdom of priests. Tell your neighbor, a kingdom of priests. Wow. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Raphidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto the Lord, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Hallelujah. So God, in bringing out the children of Israel out of Egypt, told them what is to happen if they walk with him, if they obey his word, if they obey his commandments. Hallelujah. He said that they will be a peculiar people, a peculiar people, Peculiar people. Now, the word here, peculiar, is not about being better than others, but being God's own people. Hallelujah. In other words, your, your shirt you are wearing is peculiar to you. It's peculiar to you. It means that it is made for you. It is yours. It is your personal thing. If you go and they measure you, uh, you go to the tailor, the seamstress, and they measure you. What you are doing is that you are going for them to sew a peculiar attire for you. If you go, those days when we were in primary school, the school uniform that was sold, we used to call it Palm Sun. Palm Sun. Do you know Palm Sun? It means that they have sewn it with assumed measurements and proportions, and then they have hanged it. So your mother will go with you, and then they will choose one for you. Hallelujah. So we made it simple, and we called it Palm Sunday. So <laughs> Palm Sunday. And anybody that wore Palm Sunday, you knew that this one is not his or her peculiar school uniform. 
Do you understand that? You knew, you knew because some parts will do like it is fitting you. Do you understand? And then some parts will betray you. So maybe the waist will fit you, but the tie will tighten you, and then when it gets to the knee area, it opens up. Or it will be slim, straight, and but long. So it's tighter, but the length, so it's like what they lacked in the um, openness of the thing, they compensated for it in length. Meanwhile, you did not need the length. Do you see? And then the shirts to you find that we are wearing What's the middle ground between short sleeves and long sleeves? It's not short sleeves, it's not long, it's somewhere here. <laughs> it's like three quarters. <laughs> so that is Parmesan. Now that is not your peculiar dress. It was there. It's, it's a common thing. You understand? It's a common attire. Then you went for it. So you find that some things don't fit. That is Pamsan. Or when we went to SHS Fresh, the school uniform, instead of they allowing us to sew our school uniform, the school sewed it and sewed it and sold it to us. You see, that one too became a big issue. Because you go for shorts, somebody's shorts was here. <laughs> and your shirt it was serious. But when we took it, then we went to the tailor. So we had the school handed. And we didn't even like even the material. Like you, it's like Kotoku style, like you know, Kotoku sack that they used to sew the, the is it khaki down. But you go, now when you vacate and you are coming, you come with your own peculiar school uniform. Hallelujah. So God says that. They shall be a peculiar treasure unto who? Him. So his own peculiar treasure. So, and, and that um, has to do with we being, we belonging to God and therefore being his habitation. Please are we here? He says that he shall be a peculiar treasure. Now, this was the promise. So if they walk with him, if they obey his commandment, if they keep the covenant, then they are going to be a peculiar treasure. Hallelujah. They are going to belong to God. It means that what God was giving them to keep, the result is that they will belong to him. Hallelujah. They will be God's own people. God's own people means that God's habitation. Amen. People, and remember, Peculiar has to do with something tailored for you. And our obedience and our uh, overcoming then makes us well tailored and suited for God to wear us. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So he said, they will become a peculiar treasure unto him above all people for all the earth is mine. Hallelujah. Then it goes on. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. And my focus is on kingdom of priests. Now, in scripture, king, you see, kingdom is from king. Do you understand? So, king has to do with 
wisdom because kings rule by wisdom. Is that okay? So when the Bible uses king, it is talking about truth and things that go in that direction. So the word of God, truth, wisdom, that is king, the word of the king. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Hallelujah. So the Lord being king means that he is divine truth itself because it is by decrees that kings rule. It is by wisdom that kings rule. Hallelujah. Please, does that make sense? It is by wisdom. What does the king do? The king governs his people and leads them to a prosperous land. The king governs his people and leads them. When I say prosperous, I'm not talking about changing location, but leads them into prosperity, leads them into their blessing, and makes sure that their blessings are distributed fairly to every member or every citizen of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So when the Lord says there shall be a kingdom of priests, kingdom there has to do with the divine wisdom. In other words, the divine wisdom will be in them. Because remember, they will be a peculiar people unto God. Hallelujah. So the peculiar people, then in that sense, then they are going to be people within which the divine wisdom dwells. Now remember, God is divine wisdom itself. God is divine wisdom itself. In the beginning was the Logos. The Logos was with God. The Logos was God. God is the divine wisdom itself. So if then there shall be a kingdom, then it means that there shall be a people within whom the divine wisdom dwells and operates. Hallelujah. Then it says that there shall be a kingdom of priests. Priests. Now, priests are intercessors. Priests are intercessors. Are you here? Priests are intercessors. They are intercessors because the focus of priests is to bring good to the land. The focus of priests is to make sure that the blessings of God reach the people. Amen. So even as kingdom speaks of truth or wisdom, priesthood speaks of love or that which is good. These are we here. Priesthood speaks of love or that which is good, because priests, their work is to see that good comes. Good comes to the people, and good is the blessing that the Lord has prepared for his people. And good is connected to love. When love is expressed, it is called good. These are we here. So kings and priests, or a kingdom of priests, has to do with a people within whom wisdom dwells, and love also dwells. But it is not just that wisdom and love finds uh, their dwelling place, but also wisdom and love are expressed through them. Are we here? And that is what God said the people of Israel were supposed to be. They were supposed to be a kingdom of priests. Now, you find then that the priesthood seems to be that the the is like a kingdom of priests. It means that let me let me explain. The Bible says that in the mouth of the priest is the law. So the priests teach the law. So in as much as the priest, what they seek is that good may come. They actually work with truth to make sure that good comes. Hallelujah. And that is the reason why the priest, what they do is to offer sacrifices. So 
even though they are trying to bring good, and that is the reason why they offer the sacrifices, so that the blessing of the Lord, the presence of God, which is good, may come. The sacrifices, in offering sacrifices, we know how sacrifices are offered. Sacrifices are offered as we obey the commandments of God. Hallelujah. Please are we here? So our reasonable sacrifice is to offer our bodies to God. That, that's that's, that's what, what it means. And that we do according to the truth of God. So even though priests seek that good may come, they, they work that good may come through the sacrifices. And that is the work of truth in the people. Hallelujah. So in effect, a kingdom of priests has to do with the workings of truth to bring forth good. Hallelujah. And this is what will dwell in the people of God. There will be a people through whom truth works to bring forth that which is good. The good is the will of God. In other words, as I'm standing here preaching to you, the understanding that we must have is that truth is working in me to bring forth good in you. Because then it is the desire of God that you know. It is the desire of God that you understand. You will know and come to understand. When you have come to an understanding, it is a good thing. But you come to that understanding through the knowledge of truth. Hallelujah. Please, are we here? Does that make sense? So he said, there will be to him a kingdom of priests. A kingdom of priests. A similar thing is in Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Eh? Okay, so let's read verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and had made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. Now the washing from our sins has to do with the transformation or the regeneration that takes place in us as we obey God. Hallelujah. These are we here. So the one that washes us from our sins is the one then that makes us what? Kings and priests. Hallelujah. Please are we here? Now, I've explained to you what a king is in principle. A king in principle is wisdom. Uh, a priest in principle is love, which brings forth that which is good. Now, a king and a priest combined is the workings of wisdom through love, or the workings, let me put it on, the workings of love through wisdom to bring forth that which is good. Hallelujah. And he says that we have been made kings and priests. It means that we ourselves are not kings and priests in ourselves, but the principle of kings and priests is found in us as a result of our transformation. Does that make sense? So the Bible talks about Jesus. And one of the things that you can um, 
pay attention to and learn is that the things that pertain to Jesus and his overcoming, they reveal to us spiritual principles. So when Jesus walked the earth and did all that he did, he did them according to spiritual principles. So we find that Jesus, when he had overcome, huh? when he had overcome, in overcoming, he glorified the human. Now the glorification of the human is the presence of the divine fully in the human. Hallelujah. The presence of the divine fully in the human. That is the glorification of the human of Jesus. In other words, the divine tabernacled completely in the human that he took on. And therefore, the human was also made divine. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3, verse 34, John the Baptist said something interesting. He says that, For he whom God had sent, speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. Hallelujah. Now, that is one thing that should point out to you that Jesus is God himself. All of us, according to what we learned in the previous days, we receive the measure. Hallelujah. We receive our measure. But in the Lord, the divine was fully tabernacled in the human. And so the spirit was not given to him by measure. It was the completeness of the divine fully expressed in the human. Please are we here? And so that is the principle. Anytime there is overcoming, anytime there is overcoming, the divine is tabernacled in the human. In other words, anytime we are overcoming, the Lord also is tabernacled in us. Please are we here? So it's a principle. The way by which the Lord is tabernacled in us, we have learned how we become a peculiar people unto him. The way by which we become that is the way of keeping the covenant or, or keeping his commandments. As we keep his commandments, then we are prepared for the Lord to dwell in us. Amen. So that is a principle. Now we see another principle after Jesus' glorification. And that is the ministry of the high priest. So in Jesus being glorified, he became unto us, according to Hebrews, a faithful high priest. A faithful high priest. And the Bible says he ever liveth to make intercessions for us. Hallelujah. So as the, the glorification of Jesus now led to he being a high priest. Now the high priest, we know the priest is one through whom good comes as a result of the workings of truth. Hallelujah. Now high priest means that he is the priest of all priests or he is the, he is the priesthood itself. Let me put it that way. And the Lord through overcoming became the priesthood itself. So that through him, we also may be transformed. So this is what the Lord did. He came, overcame, and then the, the human was glorified. Then as, as he was glorified, he ascended. And in the ascension, he has become unto us our high priest. Now that is the principle. Now this principle is the principle of God for all human beings. Just that in the Lord's case, it was God himself who walked the earth. Hallelujah. So in his ascension, he now becomes the high priest. Now we also, if we should follow the same principle, then as we also overcome and are transformed, 
the Lord finds in us his dwelling place. That is his glorification in us. And in his glorification, we also then become priests. Hallelujah. Please are we here. In his glorification, we also become priests. We also become people who work with the truth so that through the truth, good may come. Good may come. So as the Lord overcame and became a priest, he lives for our sake. Now we learned some time ago the principle of intercession. is the goal between whatever happens between intent and manifestation. That is intercession. That is the means, the principle of means. So everything that happens as the Lord, for instance, the Lord is there desiring our good. Everything that the Lord does, everything that the Lord does in us so that good, we may come to the place of good, is called intercession. Hallelujah. It's called intercession. That's what it means for the Lord to be our advocate. Uh, it, has not, it is not about, ah, you have done something, but then the Lord can go oh, forgive him. No, that's not intercession. Intercession is what is done so that good may come. It's the go between what is done so that good may come. And go between is not just go between. We don't just get up and talk about go between. Go between is a principle. And go between is the principle of means. Means is always go between. Hallelujah. Please, are you here? Means is always go between. So the principle of means is the principle of intercession. And that is what then the Lord does for us. He makes intercession. And it's not like he's praying, praying, praying for us. No, he's doing everything that is required to bring us also to the place of good. Hallelujah. Now, when we also come to the place of good, we also assume the position of priesthood under the services of the high priest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Under the authority of the Lord, who is the high priest. And we also become intercessors as the Lord is the intercessor. In other words, the Lord's intercessions are channeled through us. So that we too, in us, the principle of intercession may exist. Hallelujah. The principle of intercession may exist. So that whatever could be done, which the Lord shows us, so that good may come, which is his will. The establishment of his will in the lives of men. The establishment of his will in the earth. Whatever we could do, and all the things that we can do are um, functions of truth. Whatever we could do, so that his will may be established, then it becomes what drives us. That is the work of priests. Hallelujah. So we learn that we are unique vessels, isn't it? We are unique vessels so that in our spiritual transformation, we discover God in a unique way which relates to the way that we must also express him. Hallelujah. Now, I'm explaining to us the details of the expression. It's not just that you stand there and say, God, come out of my heart. It is the expression that is done according to priesthood. And that is what Jesus also became. He became our high priest. He became our high priest. Actually, the, the, Jesus's, the principle of Jesus' priesthood is a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is a king priest, a priest who is a king. Hallelujah. 
So that is the order of Jesus' priesthood. And he is an eternal priest. It's an eternal priesthood. Now, he did not just become a priest. You see, you have to understand God. Whatever God does, he is doing it according to principles. And principles always stand. Hallelujah. Please, are we here? If God took the human form, and after completing his work in the human form, he became a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek, it means that there is a principle, or there is a path for all humans. Hallelujah. That's how come the Bible calls him the forerunner. Jesus Christ, who has also entered into the Holy of Holies. He has gone ahead of us. In what Jesus did, in what Jesus did, as he became high priest, it shows us the path for all men. That we also, the, the completion of God's work in us is to bring us to the place of priesthood. We also must become priests. And we are priests to the extent that the work of God has been done in us. We are priests to the extent that we have become a peculiar people unto God. We are priests to the extent that the wisdom of God and the love of God has found in us a dwelling place. But that is our destination. Our destination is priesthood. Hallelujah. Our destination is priesthood. That is where God is calling us to. To be kings and priests. That is our destination. Priesthood. Tell them that you are supposed to be a priest. Wow. That is a, it's a principle. You see, I'm not telling you, if, I, if what I was telling you was not based on principle, then you could argue that I'm telling you something from my own head. Hallelujah. You see, if you know God, you know that God doesn't operate outside principle. He doesn't operate outside order. Because the principle is who he is. Please, are, are you here? So if God became man, you see how God became man, he needed to overcome. It means that all men must also overcome. Hallelujah. You see how that in his overcoming, he was glorified in the sense that the human was made divine. In the same way, as all men overcome, the divine finds in men his dwelling place. And in the same way that at resurrection, Jesus Christ is a priest or the high priest. In the same way, all men, in their transformation, as they become transformed, they must not just be the dwelling place of God, they must also be those through whom good may come. So when the Lord taught the um, high priest to bless the people, he said, when, when, when after the sacrifices, the priest comes to bless the people, he said, Lord bless you and keep you. Now it means that this is what the Lord wants in your life. So the priest is proclaiming that blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. May he lift up the light of his countenance upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may he grant you peace. That is the blessing. And it was the high priest's work to proclaim the blessing. Just as it is Jesus' work to proclaim the blessing upon us as he takes us through the processes of transformation. Now we also, it becomes our work to also bring forth the blessing of God 
into the lives of others to bring forth the blessings of God into the world. Hallelujah. Priests of God. Priests of God. Now, what we must understand is that as we are being transformed and we are entering into the ministry of priesthood, we must give attention to understand the nature of our individual priesthood so that we will be effective in it. What am I saying? You must not only know the Lord, which has to do with the Lord indwelling you, you must also understand what it is of the Lord that you are getting to know. For instance, if you see light and that light enters you, you must also understand what it means for that light to enter you. Hallelujah. Did you understand that? Because the whole idea is not that the light will enter you and then you'll be there as one in whom light has entered. It is so that the light may be expressed through you. And because it is through you, it must also engage the faculty of your understanding. Other than that, that light will not be properly expressed. Or the times that the light seeks expression, you will not be ready for it. So you must not only encounter the Lord, the Lord must not only find a place in you, you must not only be enlisted as a priest, you must also understand the nature of your specific priesthood. Hallelujah. Remember, we are unique vessels, every one of us. And it is not enough that you know that you are a unique vessel. It is not enough. You must understand the uniqueness of your vessel. You must understand the uniqueness of the operations of God in you. You must know how it works. You must know how God comes. You must know what God seeks to do as he's operating you. You must understand these things because without it, you will not be able to cooperate properly. At random times when you are in the mood, maybe one good may come out of you. But to maximize it and to make it consistent, then you need understanding concerning your specific priesthood. And that is the word of the Lord to you this morning. You are not just a unique vessel. You must also now, for the sake of consistent expression, understand, you must understand you must gain understanding into the uniqueness of your priesthood. How God seeks to operate in you. How he seeks to do it. You must gain understanding into that. You are a priest, but you must understand your specific priesthood. You have been called to bring forth good and you are open to all good, through uh, that uh, all good that the Lord wants to bring through you. you should, everybody must be open to every kind of good. You must be open, but you must also know 
because you are a specific, peculiar vessel, then there is an emphasis. When a particular emphasis that the Lord gives, when it comes to the kind of good that he wants to express through you consistently, means that there are many things you can do. There are many things that if no one is there, you still be able to do because good is good. Hallelujah. But when you begin to gain understanding into your priesthood, you begin to realize that there is an emphasis with your priesthood because it is only in Jesus, it is only in Jesus that the Spirit was not given by measure. And that is why there is one high priest, but there are many priests. In the Jewish culture, there was one high priest, but there were many priests. So with Jesus, he has the fullness because he is God. With us, we have been formed into peculiar vessels so that we can be specific priests in certain kinds of goodness that God wants to bring forth. But if you did not, if you sorry, if you do not put in the effort to understand the nature of your priesthood you will not be able to serve well. Because all priests do not do the same thing in the temple. They have specific duties that are assigned unto them. They have specific duties that are assigned unto them. They have specific duties that are assigned unto them. So you too, you must gain understanding into the emphasis that God places before you when it comes to the good that he wants to bring forth. Let me emphasize here. It is not that you cannot do any good apart from what God emphasizes in your life. No. It means that specifically and consistently, you will find that these are the things God is using you for. When other goods are there and the one who is specifically designed for such things is not there. You will still be able to do something. But you will find, I explained that to you, you will find that when a specialist comes, it is a different situation. When you are a specialist, some of you visit doctors, the doctor is a specialist in something, but he's also trying to treat you for something. You will understand, you will feel like, or try, yes, and, and it may work out. But when it becomes a big deal, the doctor may refer you to another specialist because he is a specialist in something else. So there's the emphasis of your priesthood. There's the uniqueness of your priesthood. Hallelujah. Now, how do we begin our priesthood? Because we want to understand the specific, the specific uh, priesthood that we belong to. We want to understand it. Okay? But how do we then begin the priesthood so that we can come to the place of understanding? Now, the first thing is an appreciation of the will of God as it is stirred up in your own heart. An appreciation of the will of God. Now, this will of God is not a specific will of God. 
It is the general will of God. For instance, I have seen and I have come to understand that what the Lord seeks to do is to bring forth a revival of religion. Hallelujah. So, I see that what God is trying to do is that the kind of spirituality or Christianity that we have, that does not know God because the doctrine that they follow is not what God gives. And if you don't know the doctrine of God, then you are on a path which by all means will not lead you to God. You see, so these people are lost. They are lost in their understanding. They are lost in their interpretation of the scriptures. You may ask, how dare you say somebody is lost? I, what I've seen is what I've seen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what I have understood is what I've understood. If you want proof, it can be proven. And we prove it every day here according to the scriptures. How a man ought to be saved. Who the Lord is. These are the basic doctrines of Christ. If a man turns these doctrines upside down, then no matter where the man is passing, if he should follow his doctrine, he will not find God. So I believe that what the Lord seeks to do is to revive spirituality once again. Is to repaint a better picture of spirituality. What it means to be a Christian from the beginning to the end. Not some few expressions here and there, but a proper painting as to what it means to be a Christian. I believe that that's what the Lord is trying to do. And because of that, that is what I am dedicated to. I believe that in that, there will be the transformation of nations. Because the, the church is the ground and pillar of truth. The church is the light of the world. So if the church has the real light, then some light will spread and it will affect the, the principles, even those that are unspiritual, the principles of the church will end up seeping into their principles. If the church loses its saltiness, if the church loses it, its light, then it means that the earth is also doomed. So I believe that the problem that we have in the nation and in the nations of the world is because of the problem that we have in the church. Actually, the series that we did or the special program that we did was supposed to be our manifesto, reconstructing the soul of the nation. It showed us what the problem is. The problem is not that there is not enough democracy. The problem is the church. If the church has its light, then the nation would have some kind of light. So I believe that that is what God is trying to do. Now, in that, I see my specific role Hallelujah. And that is what I am doing now. My specific role is to raise men. I see that I have grace also for, we talked about grace. I have grace also for that specific role. Hallelujah. I have insight, wisdom concerning that specific role. I have the gifts that are required to execute such a role. Hallelujah. Please are you here? Now, it did not start by knowing everything. It started by realizing that there is a problem. It started by realizing that there's something that the Lord wants to execute in the generic sense. Hallelujah. Please are you here? Now what then follows or what then must follow is intercession. Hallelujah. It's intercession. 
our Father which art in heaven. God is our soul. We know his will. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That it must follow with intercession, which is to commit yourself to intercession. When this, in this case, when I say intercession, I don't mean it's a general meaning of intercession that we know. To commit yourself to praying. To praying. So you begin your intercession with praying. Praying that his will will be done. Hallelujah. Please are you here? So everybody must have that. That is always the beginning. At times you don't know where to go. I'm showing you where to start from. You must start from intercession. That is to pray, pray, pray. To pray that the will of God will be established. You may not know how. You may not know when. But at least you know what the will of God is. You may not know specifically what God is trying to use you to do. But at least you know generally what God is trying to achieve. He is trying to form a heaven from the human race. Hallelujah. That is the will of God. Hallelujah. So then it is okay that you begin from there to pray to God, to desire before God that this his will will actually go on unimpeded. That this his will will be established. That is where you go to. Intercessory prayers. Hallelujah. Remember, I've already explained that the principle of intercession is in, in the principle of intercession is everything that must be done in between so that the good may come. Now I'm showing you the beginning of that intercession, and that is intercessory prayers. You begin to seek God concerning the establishment of his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it is in the seeking of God concerning the establishment of his will that you begin to have revelations of God. Oh. Yeah. It is in seeking God. So we are talking about how divine encounters come about. It is not that you are just there and then you have you, you are, revelation comes to you. you it does on the truth and you, you begin to gain spiritual knowledge of God. No. Spiritual knowledge, remember, truth is always a product of the state of heart. Hallelujah. So if your heart is inclined towards seeking his will, then your heart gives you opportunity so that you may know God. You may have a spiritual knowledge of God. You may have a divine encounter with God. Hallelujah. So you begin to know God when you begin to seek his will. In prayer. Now remember, all this is founded on turn away from evils, turn towards righteousness, and the inward revelation that is hitting you. But this inward revelation that we all in this few months, our focus has been to bring the inward revelation to the without. Hallelujah. And I'm showing you the way of prayer. And it's not just any prayer. It's prayer seeking that the will of God will be done. Of course, specifically the will of God, even though it is that all men may be prepared for heaven, it breaks it down even to lower things. Hallelujah. So it is possible that 
you will pray to God for things that are material. And God will reveal himself. But it is not possible that God will reveal himself when what is above that your material seeking is the desire for self and the honor of men. In other words, there must be something that motivates you to pray to God concerning what is material. I'm bringing this in just in case. Because I know some of us, we have a, a, a long list that we want to ask God for. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm just introducing that before a devil enters your head and begins to tell you that even God doesn't care about all the th- troubles that you are going through. No, God cares. Hallelujah. One day, something was going wrong uh, materially in my own life. Materially. So I was sitting there. Then I sort of tuned my mind to God in a way that I will have communion with him concerning a particular solution. You see, so it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you lose your money. Like, maybe you, are, you had some money in your pocket and then it's lost. You can feel like, hey, I want to find my money. That is one way. So maybe you go back and then you look at Or, okay, I'm letting it go. But through God's help, I'm going to get money soon. That is even more than what I lost. You get it? Now, these are two ways of getting back what you lost. You go, you, you, you can desire that you find it, or you can also desire that God will replace it for you. Hallelujah. Please do understand that. So that's what I was doing. What I was going through, there, there are different solutions. Some are higher than others. Please do understand. So when I tune my mind to one solution, I felt like, no. Even though it's a solution, it's a good solution, I don't like this one. So I changed my mind that I wanted a better solution. Now, when I changed my mind, this, this is what I saw in a vision. It, it's, it's like, oh, you don't know what the vision is saying. <laughs> Just know that I saw something, but not with the physical eyes. It's like, you, you know you have seen something. Let me put it that way. It's a knowledge of a vision. Please, are you here? Okay, so now, as I, as I changed my mind, then I realized that there was also a change. There was movement by me. And this was a movement. One person left and another person came back. So another person came to replace the person. So it's like, I'm, I was sitting on a bed. Okay, so as I, I was thinking and trying to seek God, and I changed my mind concerning one solution, which I thought was lower, and then focused on a better solution. There was so, I re- just then I realized that somebody had been sitting by me as my mind was on the first solution. And when I changed my mind concerning the solution to go for a higher solution, or a better solution, then the person left and was replaced by another person. Then the Lord told me, this is how it works. They are sent based on the level at which you seek to operate. And it was an, one was an angel, the other was an angel. And they all had their work. So there's an angel that can cater to you at a certain level. And if you seek to go higher from that level, another angel will replace. Not the same angel, another angel. So the new angels, actually, it was the new angel who came, who told me this information. Hallelujah. 
Please, does that make sense to you? So my point is that there are different levels of good that if you tune your heart to the will of God, um, will happen. Do you understand that? But they are accomplished by different angels. Let me put it that way. Please, do you understand that? But it is not possible that you are interested in selfish interest and you'll be able to seek God concerning a material brother. Your heart is far away from God in that. These are we here. So let, let, let's get that clear. So eventually then, we must come to the main thing, which is your priesthood concerning the will of God. And you begin from the place of intercessory prayer. Everything will unfold from there. Everything. You only need time and dedication. Hallelujah. You see, you cannot be a priest and not give time to understand and develop your specific craft. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot be a priest. You see, in Exodus chapter 31, let's read Exodus chapter 31. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of her, of the tribe of Judah, too. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in what? All manner of workmanship. Look at that. Look at the progression. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. For to devise cunning works, to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass. So this guy is somebody that is able to work with gold, silver, brass. Jealousy. So maybe a goldsmith, whatever, silver, smith, whatever. And God is saying that he, ha he has put in him the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Of understanding. Of knowledge. The spirit of craftsmanship. These are here. And this person was going to contribute to, to the building of the tabernacle. These are here. So what, what it is that is your specific um, um, work or your specific calling, your specific priesthood, you must aim to it. To discover it, you discover it by going into intercessory prayer to seek the will of God that you have known, the general one. In that, God will begin to open your eyes concerning him and you will take on the emphasis for your own specific vessel, for your own specific priesthood, you take on that emphasis. Now, to know that emphasis is not enough, you must gain understanding into that emphasis. You must understand how it works. You must understand how God seeks to operate. You must understand even when God is operating. You must understand the voice of God directing you, even in the operation. You must give yourself to understand these things. Hallelujah. And that is what the Lord wants us to do. You must study. You must do everything. So Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto who? Unto God. 
a workman who need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So it's not that we sit down and joke. It's, ah, I've been called as a priest. It requires leaders. It requires leaders. And it is not just internal labors, which we know of. There is also the external labors, which is in what you choose to do at a specific point in time in your earthly work to allow you to function in the way that God wants you to function. And everything begins from intercession prayer. What is God looking for? A praying people. People that begin from prayer. I tell you, in the same way that your spirituality and your regeneration begins from spiritual prayer, which is a life of worship, obedience to God, in that same way, your expression, which is the going forth of God out of you, will also begin by prayer. And this time, is the external prayer. Intercession. To seek the will of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we each have the responsibility to develop ourselves in our specific priesthood. We each have the responsibility. Because God is counting on you. And we are also counting on you. One of the most interesting experiences that I had in watching the movie was when the movie Troy, the old Troy, not the new ones that they, they have been doing, the old Troy, when the two armies stood opposite each other. And they advise that in order not to shed blood, they must bring their champions. So that the, the champion who will conquer, it means that everybody has conquered. And one side brought their championship, some big man. And on the other side, their champion was Achilles. So they brought him. They couldn't find him, but eventually he came. And then one blow pine, he killed the guy. Now, it's nice, it's beautiful, but my, my point is that imagine there was no Achilles. Some people's husband will not be coming home. Some people's fathers, because if they fought, people would die. Some people's fathers will not be coming home. You understand that? People were going to starve because then your husband is dead. You know, yes, who was going to provide for you? You have eight children. Who is going to provide for you? But because somebody, his work was to be a champion, he came and the thing we finished. The, the battle is that everybody can go home now. That is the blessing of having people with specific priesthood. We don't know something. It is stressing us to somebody in whom that knowledge dwells comes. 
then through that person, light will begin to appear. We have no courage. We are trying to seek the Lord for courage. So somebody in whom that courage dwells. And because courage casts a fear, the courage is infectious. We are all infected with courage. And we begin to rise. By the testimony of those that marry. You see, it's a spirit. See, that is why when you must rise up, you have to rise up. Because when you rise up, you throw a certain effect. You, you, you impact something. Others will also rise up because you rise up. Somebody will marry and then another person can have strength to marry. Somebody will take a bold step and do something and you find that as you were taking the step that you thought you were the only one, others were waiting for the inspiration of your step. Others were waiting to be discipled. Others were waiting to be discipled. I don't know if I told you this. I think I've mentioned it to you. Sometime ago, I had a vision. And in the vision, I was supposed to break through. I think I told you because I think I used this thing. A window. A space in the wall. And when I cast my, hand back, my, my eyes back, there were multitudes that had lined up. And quietly, as I was contending with the thing, thinking of what to do, like I must break, I must break this thing. I didn't look back. So I didn't know that it was a serious thing. And that is how it is. Many of the times, to take on the mantle of the Lord, to take on the specific priesthood that God has given to you. When God is impressing upon you and you are coming to the realization of this priesthood, it may be to you as though it's just about you. But when the Lord opens your eyes, you will see the multitude who are waiting for you to rise. You will see the multitude who are waiting for you. So then if we fail to rise, we limit God. And the perfection of God's work. So you may find that a person who is not a specialist, whose unique vessel does not have the emphasis that yours have, may have to take care of your work. And I know that there are many people taking care of other people's work here. Because those people are not rising. So then the perfect, if somebody who is not a specialist is doing the work, you know that it will be done, but it will not be as it is supposed to be. May the Lord help us. God has given to us a great assignment, a great work to do. And that work, at least by now, we are sure that we have not deviated from the main work of God. That in what we are doing, we are in what God is trying to do. It is time for the priests that God has given. It is time for those priests to arise. You see, there's something about leadership that you must understand. Every leader carrying an assignment has in his voice the authority to call forth those who must gather around the assignment. And it is for a reason. Because in as much as the leader carries an assignment, 
the people working together will bring the assignment to fruition. And that is us. We have not been called to sit here and go. We have been called to specific priesthood. I want you to wake up to this. We have been called to specific priesthood because we have unique vessels. And it is not... You see, look at me. What do you think makes you want to listen to me? How much do I have? All the things that you will look at. <laughs> eh? All the things that you look at, I don't have. But I have something that makes you, this honorable gentleman, honorable lady, come to sit here. There is a connection. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. That is how leadership works. That is how leadership works. There is the voice of God that goes forth. Of course, if you are not sitting here in a genuine way, I'm not talking to you. But if you see that, you can hear God here. No, this is not the only place. If you pass past somewhere, I'm sure God can also find a way to speak to you. But you sit here. Hallelujah. And if you will even look inside, you realize that generally those of us who stick, we are also somewhere. There's a generic, it's, it's, like, it's like a community, like a country. So we are like Ghana. You see Ghana, we are all Ghanaians, Ghanaians. We have a, a national culture. You we have a national psyche. Then in, in, amongst them, there are tribes with specific tribal psyche. That even that in the tribes, there are different, is it clans or whatever? Yeah. And the, the Lord showed me. Yeah, look at all of them. They are similar. All of you are similar. And that's when I saw it. It's not as if we are all the same. There's something, if you have spiritual eyes, please. Has anyone here seen that we are all similar some way in a certain way? If you have seen it, put up your hand. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh huh. So now you understand. Hallelujah. <laughs> I can't I even feel like, yeah, boy, a brain, yeah, one real, yeah, because I be back after here. Oh, yeah, because I tell you, like, we, we find that we are all somewhere together. That would be powerful. Because at times I feel like, ah, how will it be? If you enter somewhere that you don't know anybody from the earth. But by that time, you'll be spiritual too, so that side things will matter. But I still, you understand? Hallelujah. So, now, where we are, your specific priesthood is needed. Other than that, we are limited. In Jesus' name, we are going to rise up. We are going to labor, do whatever it takes to make sure that we are in the field. To make sure that we are ready doing what our specific priesthood requires. Not to sit down lackadaisically as though nothing is going on. People who understand that God has something he's doing and we also individually factor into it. May the Lord help us. Turn to your tell him, hello priests. It's so exciting. We are priests. Hallelujah. 
We are priests. Unique priests. Priests in our unique ways. Specific, peculiar priests. There is a demand. Hallelujah. There is a demand. And we must rise up. We must rise up to walk the path of discovery. That discovery, you think that the easiest way is that somebody will prophesy upon your life and tell you what you should be doing. It's no good. It's only okay if you have already finding it and then things are set you to confirm. Do you understand that? You don't begin from there. Other than that, you don't know God. Imagine you are up to something because I called you and told you this what you should be up to. How does that become a specific priesthood that is born out of your specific revelation of God? Everybody must labor to discover their specific priesthood and to understand it. Understand it. To know how it works. To begin gradually to take steps, baby steps, steps, gradual steps to bring such uh, priesthood into effect. Everybody. Everybody. May the Lord help us.